Alright, you fuck. Alright, you fucking fucks. Let's do this. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen. to publish, perish, or podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see if science prefers driving a manual or automatic car. I'm Andrew Stapleton, and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Shearer. Hello, Andrew. Love being called Andrew. It's my proper name. Um, All right, what do you prefer? This is the big question now. Automatic or manual? Or as as the people in the States say, stick. Mm. Ooh, good word. Thank you. Cameron, I'm going to let you field this one first. I need to think about this. Oh, I've caught you. All right. So first of all, I can drive both. It's an important distinction to make. <laughs> I think a lot of people who can drive manual like to say that they prefer manual because yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. sticks it up to them. I reckon I prefer auto because I like to eat while I'm driving. That is illegal. Is it? I'm sure it's frowned upon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you softened your stance. You sounded so certain of the legality of it and you've got no idea. That's the way I roll. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've personally driven a manual. Okay, and could I, you? And I think, I think I'd struggle. And since I am science, it's got to be an automatic. I think because science would do that because it's more efficient. But Fine. then, see, science is precise and amazing. <laughs> So it could be, it could drive a manual really well, I think. I'm torn. Andy, just quickly, what would what do you prefer? Uh, I've only ever driven a manual car, like my own cars have been manual. I've okay. driven automatics on and off. Um, they're super fun. They're super easy to drive, especially around cities because you don't have to do loads of weird uh, left foot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for ease, that's called the clutch. Thanks, Chris. God, you 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 know everything. Well, firing on all cylinders oh, yeah. tonight, people. I am ready. <laughs> and oh, I reckon I drive a manual pretty fucking yeah, that's, well. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I said. People who drive manuals like to say. <laughs> yeah, you think you're better than us, don't you? I do, way better. Yeah. <laughs> science uh, prefers to drive a manual because science likes to be in complete control. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. I'd go. Science likes an automatic because it's a pussy. Oh, ouch! Boom. What's your Boom. problem? How dare you know. say that about science? I, I feel so testy tonight, boys. <laughs> dare you say that about? You're in essence insulting me. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that, I think that was the main reason. <laughs> I think that a lot of the instruments that we use are moving from a manual, like the instruments that I learned when I was a PhD student. Whereas now, a lot of instruments are automatics, yes. where anyone can just sit there and do it. That was so good, Cameron. Mm. You science, you turned that, that into in a well, science thing. Yeah. Well done. I'm impressed. No, completely agree. Black box science is ruining this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. News from the week. I haven't got much, so let me please start, if Go. you wouldn't mind. Please. Now, last week, you remember, I announced that I resigned from my position. Yes. And I'm currently in, uh, I don't know, work limbo. Some kind of cool-down phase. Cool-down phase, handing over data, doing fun things. Um, I'm doing barely anything, mm. I'll be honest with you. Just sit around. People ask me how I'm feeling about the unknown, yeah. and I say fine. Perhaps quickly, Andy, describe your day today. Okay. Uh, I prepared for the podcast, mm-hmm. um, spoke to my intern student, took him out for a coffee, explained how the data transition would go, and Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So since you've resigned, has your um, going out for breakfast increased or decreased? Yes, <laughs> it's increased a lot. Um, in fact, now I don't even bother going. Like what I do is I go into work, drop off my stuff, then go for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very um, but good. My, my story, my, my bit of news actually mm-hmm. is resigning actually was the easy part. But there's something that I really struggled to do. Oh dear. I, it, it caused me actually a, a fair bit of anxiety and I had to face that early this week. Okay. I had to speak to the cafe owner where I get my usual <laughs> and I had to tell him that I was resigning. Oh, geez, oh, he I just bought a boat. <laughs> <laughs> And what's he, he, what's he's he got, got kids. Do? Yeah, he's got, what are you going to do, man? This guy relies on your your spending. I um I went in and we did the niceties. How was your New Year? Good. How was the Christmas? Good. Then I said to him, David, I've got something to tell you. And he went, You're leaving us, aren't you? I said, I'm sorry, I've resigned. I think you say, I love you as well. <laughs> Did you promise him that you'd keep coming back? Forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bad at the way from your house. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waste so much money on petrol getting up there. Um, I did say to him that we'd stay friends on Facebook, though, and that was a, a good way to, to kind of, you know, bolster, bolster the relationship. That's lovely. Yeah. 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 Mm. So that's it. That's my news. Here we go. So I didn't have a lot either, but I... There's a, been a story brewing, and I think it's time to let Ooh. this uh, brew come to an end. <laughs> let this brew out of my bum. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's the word for when a brew ends? You uh, stop the brew? You drink it. Quench the brew? It's time to quench this brew. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. So I've got the case of the fishy editor. Ooh. <laughs> So, four months ago, we submitted an article to Nano Energy. Impact Factor 14. Oh, good. It's published by Elsevier. And these guys happen to have an online chat. So, now Elsevier is one of the bigger publishers and they are decently respected, but Mm. Mm. they are known to be a pain. Would you both agree? Absolutely agree with that. Yep. Absolutely agree. All right. So, we submitted the article four months ago. They have an online chat system where you can talk to like their production staff. And so, the the lead author is a keen PhD student. Mm. And so, after three weeks, they were on the online chat and they're asking about, so what's the status (laughs) of this paper? so what are you wearing? Are you touching yourself? (laughs) I am. Do you think all online chats are like that? <laughs> well, it explains why I resigned. Yeah, it explains all the emails I get from you. Anyway. All right. And so it seemed to me like he was on that online chat every day because he would be talking to me. Mm. So I chatted with the guys from Elsevier last night and nothing had come. None of the reviewers' comments had come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually we got to the point, maybe about eight weeks in, about two months in, and he got told that there had been three reviewers' comments had come in for this paper that we submitted. Mm -hmm. So normally when you see here three, you think, oh, that's not a great sign because it means they might have had a good one and a bad one and they've sent to like a tiebreaker reviewer. Does that journal typically only need two reviews? Because some journals only take two. I'm not really sure. Okay. So three weeks after that, November the 6th, uh, we got a rejection letter from the editor um, and so this only had comments from reviewer three. 
in that rejection Ooh. letter. Mm. So they've rejected it, and then they've only sent us comments from reviewer three. That's that's very strange. That's odd. No, fishy. It's fishy indeed. <laughs> it is so fishy. And so that even that reviewer three, they suggested major revisions. Mm. And so the editors rejected it, despite the fact they've only given us one reviewer comment, and that one reviewer said major revisions. Right. Now, the editor also said that they had rejected it because of the urgency of our results towards publication. And so this is after them having taken three months to mm. get back to us. So, so explain that that last bit. They're saying that because your work needs to get published quickly, yes. they're, they're going to reject then, then, it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what this is time for? This is time for an appeal. An appeal? How's that? How's that? How is that? Time, time to appeal. I've heard that a couple of times. You'll have to explain what that means. That? <laughs> it's you messed around oh. a courtyard. How's that? Anyway, sorry. Is that an old person reference? <laughs> it's an old song. Yeah. All right. So that was November the 6th. We immediately asked for the other reviews. Yep. And then not until January the 5th did <laughs> we hear back. And so there was two months of no reply. We emailed them again. And then we email directly to the head editor. Oh, you've gone above it. You've mm, gone to the no, top. No, no, this Over is what you do. Over the head. Yep. And then this person said, oh, you, you emailed to that address being like the editorial like staff address. No one reads that email. Mm. You have to email them directly. So we emailed them directly to the editor in charge. And then like uh, one week later, they got back. And they've written back saying... It was through inadvertence that the second review was not sent. They're now willing to accept a resubmission with major revisions. <gasps> well, well done. done well done. Yes. So we've got the second review. There's still the mystery. Oh. There's still the <laughs> missing still one first missing. review. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're still missing first review and they've gone from reject to uh, you know, not sorry I didn't give you the other reviews, but yeah. we inadvertently didn't give it to you. Like what kind of a person writes that in an email yeah and now they're willing to accept it with major revisions this is fucking weird so they've wasted what? like at least a couple of months which because they should have gone with that the first time with, I, well, with the reviewer three i mean they should have given us all the reviewers comments yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they should have made a balanced point or made a balanced That's decision so on the weird. basis of those three reviewers yeah so this is like this is like some sort of murder mystery. Like, what the fuck is? Yeah, who's, what's, what's going what's on behind the scenes? What's this person's deal? Oh. Yeah. No. So look, Elsevier, uh, on behalf of Peepop, pull your finger out. Pull Thanks. your finger out. That's, that's all I wanted to hear, Chris. Thank you. No worries. No worries. I mean, it's just appalling. What's going on? To be continued. Gibbo's news. So, graphene thickness paper has another site. Oh. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Did you read what it was for? Uh, it was <laughs> it was about AFM thickness of, of graphene or 2D materials and it was we were lumped in with another one, I think. Yeah, no, it was they measured graphene oxide thickness to Oh that's right. To be one point five nanometers. Yep, yep. And so therefore they said it's about two layers. Yep. Yep. Nowhere in, in our uh, uh, graphene nope. paper do we talk about graphene oxide, mm. number one. Completely yep. well not very different to graphene and from our uh, equations that we put in, you would not get two layers. That would not be two layers. That would be three or four. 
So, so they referenced you and yeah. completely bastardized your work. Yep. It's because I've got the good title. Yeah. yeah no, it's totally because of the title. Yeah. 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 All right. New segment. New segments. All right. All right. Here we go. Look, like the way All you've right. beaten us into submission. Before when you were like, new segment, we'd be like, oh, come on, Gibbo. Now it's like, new segment. And we no. both go, we both give each other a little wing and go, we can edit the fuck out yeah. of this. We can get rid of this one easy. First segment. First new segment. The, the next one's more of a proposed segment, but but this is it. Oh, it is get on with it, Gibbo. Gibbo invents new words. All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. It sounds like a short one. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to like this. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a bit of a brouhaha, a bit of a, a scandal, and some political intrigue developing in universities around the Western world. Mm. Yes, so this is a thing that's really kicking off at a lot of universities, in particular in Canada and the United States. So what they're basically saying is that, you know, a gender pronoun is he, him, classically, she, classically, they've classically, classically. So there is a whole host of new gender pronouns being put forward. And it doesn't just restrict people to humans. There are now animal gender pronouns being put forward. Have you got an example? I have got some examples. There's about, I mean, I got a lot of this from some podcasts I listened to. One was, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yes. He interviews a guy called Jordan Peterson and they talk a lot about this. Anyway. Do not go listen to that podcast. So <laughs> This is the only podcast you need. <laughs> here are some general animal-themed pronouns. Oh, there's so many. There are loads. You can't even read that. So you could um, go by pan or pans or pan self. I don't know what these refer to, what animals they refer to. Panda? Maybe. The other one, you've, then, then the other categories are uh, sort of horse, goat or equine themed pronouns. You go by the gender pronoun of uh, foe, foe, foal, foals or foe self. And you've also got deer themed pronouns, uh, bird themed pronouns and you've even got bug themed pronouns. And the one I really liked was Worm self. You're a worm self, worm I was going to say. Yeah. What are you? Were worms or worm self. But they go from male, he, him, through the uh, spectrum to uh, she, her, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he and him is the maximum amount of masculine gender pronoun you can go for. <laughs> I refuse to be, uh, to be termed by that. Do you want to stick I to would, you, Chris? I, mm. I want a hyper-masculine pronoun yep. for myself, and that pronoun will be... Mega Man! And it has to be, it has to be said that way. So, hang Which, on, you've got to carry around uh, something to transform your voice... To oh no no what? no no everyone else has to <laughs> everyone else has to so for example did you just say you want to be Mega Man? Hang on, let me get this right. I want to go with this, Chris. You want to be Mega Man? That's my <laughs> new gender pronoun. That's my new gender pronoun. Okay. All right, that's it. So, for example, <laughs> if you're using the normal ones, you would say the traditional pronoun for a male would be he. Yeah, he laughed. I called him. His eyes gleam. Yep, we got that it. That is yep. next. All right, English. And he likes yep. himself. Yep, yep, yep. Next. Now, this is what I want. Mega Man. Mega Man laughed. I actually laughed. Shouldn't be so. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man laughed. 
I called Mega Man. Mega Man. Eyes gleam. And then <laughs> that is Mega Man's. And the last one would be Mega Man. Likes Mega Man self. <laughs> This is my gender pronoun. I'm throwing it in the oh, ring. You're throwing it in the mix. All right, I'm done. <laughs> this is a feedback uh, from animator.net on the forum, and it's from the uh, a person that uh, we got feedback from last time called Jenny Ornis. Yep, Jenny yep. Ornis. Jenny, Jenny Ornis. Ornis. Bring it on. So they say, I notice on Gibbo's Google Scholar page that he has an article in Professional Beauty Magazine. Oh, I like this. Bring it on. <laughs> and they linked to it. I haven't got it with me, but it's a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, does this represent a change in his research direction or possibly his career? <laughs> Probably not the former since the article has no citations yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I, I did look that up. Um, I imagine it's some kind of hand cream, and a Chris Gibson is like the scale for like the softest the, hands. Yes, you, have. you do have the most oh. the softest hands. Actually, that's good. I thought you were going to say it was something else, some sort of lubricant. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's not. The for reason that, you've yeah. got soft hands is because you your penis is very rough. <laughs> Wouldn't that make my hands rough? No, no, it's very fine sandpaper, oh, okay. kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, and so it polishes your hands. Anyway. The point being, Cameron had a good joke and I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, in fact, I, I, I didn't know that um, this article was connected with me. So when I looked it up on my Google Scholar page. Yep. Which you look at how often? Uh, at least five times an hour. And what about all this Google? So you've been doing Gib- Gibbo's site watch. Yep. Have you been including this one? Because we need to remove a paper. Oh, uh, so actually, uh, uh, this is... Oh, uh, 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 it, I caught you. <laughs> What's funny about this is the title of this article on my Google Scholar is called What's Happening? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's and why I must have missed it because <laughs> I just you, didn't bother seeing what's happening. You don't know what's happening. I don't. I don't. So I, how, I have no, How's this happened? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, Chris, what's happening? I, so what does... <laughs> oh, God. What's happened, I think, what's happening is um, sometimes what will happen is you with Google Scholar will get a bit confused. So the... Uh, the previous name in an author article might finish with a CT and there's comma and mm. then the next name might be Gibson and then the initials after right. that. And so, so it, it will think it. that's CT Gibson and it will think that's me. Listeners, the first person to get Gibbo a citation on what's happening <laughs> gets a signed T-shirt from Gibbo. Yep. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. No problem at Easy. all. Easy. And I will send you the citations for all my articles. No. Yeah. Well, we're not improving your career. Yep. No. Only no what's happening. No Our old forum has really gone off this week, hasn't it? Has. it? The forum's it's been really used. great. I mean, been... you, every listener, you really should just get on it because if you're not on it soon, you're going to be lost know. in the noise. Yeah. Something bad will happen if you don't get on it soon. Yeah. Where, and where is it? AndyMatter.net. Mm. And there's a few people who we genuinely don't know who they are. I know, it's so exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. It's so exciting. I love it, I love it. Listen up, you. Listen up, you. Both of you. Listen up. Listening. Mm. The topic for the day is from our forum again. The forum. It's the forum. 
We don't need to come up with anything. We it's say, well, I love it. I love yeah. not having to come up with anything. Thanks for them. This is from Jenny Ornis Yay. again. And the topic for the day, which is actually I thought it was very good, mm. was what have been the best, worst, and funniest experiences of your scientific careers? Great question. Yep, thanks. Good. Camo. All right, so the the best moment of my science career to date, I think, is observing field emission from my carbon nanotube substrates. <gasps> oh, that sounds so sciencey. What yep. does it mean? Awesome. So uh, I made a bunch of materials uh, in Adelaide, and then I went to the University of Newcastle, where you were probably Ooh. in the same building. Yeah, that's Jeez. when we were, I was there, yeah. Great um, minds. And then I went all of that way to do an experiment which we didn't actually know would work. <gasps> and then it did work, and so I was seeing electrons being emitted from my carbon nanotubes mm. just under the application of an applied field. Brilliant. Bloody hell. And so that was, you know, that was great. How did it make you feel? Really, really happy. Yeah. 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 Feel, made me feel like a scientist. Okay, so uh, one of my best moments would be coming up with an idea for a paper, doing the experiments, doing the analysis, writing the paper, submitting it, getting the uh, comments you know a, back. Do you know what a moment is? And then having it accepted. And that moment when I re- <laughs> <laughs> that moment when I realized I can do this. I can actually and this was the first paper I would say that was all mine. So I I'd been on it's some papers before. Mine. I'd been on one before, but that was really just conducting the research that my supervisor had told me to do. Yeah. This was the first one that was an original idea from me, and the idea came to me in a dream. No. That's the stuff of dreams. And it it was the first time where I got that real rush from, like, it's accepted, and, you know, I, I did all this myself. And because I crave approval, it was particularly potent, that experience. Good job, Gibbo. Um, Mine uh, is... It was late. I'd been testing stuff all day. Ooh. And my moment happened. And I rushed out after safely packing everything up in the lab. Of course you would have. And pulling trousers up. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got a blowjob in the SEM room. <laughs> no, Christopher Gibson. <laughs> I, left, uh, I, I left the lab and I went straight to the bottle shop. And at the time I was a PhD student. So I couldn't afford much, but I bought a $15 bottle of wine. Whoa. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's still expensive. It's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the moment was my solar cells went from zero, and I think I've talked about this in the past, to 0.0002%. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That, that's not in the margin of error? Well, look, it could be electrical <laughs> static noise, but at the time it didn't matter. <laughs> Didn't matter. Didn't go through zero. It, it was a moment I loved because my PhD would, even though it was a shitty solar cell, my PhD wasn't going to be a story of failure. And also, have you had this? Where your a lot of research is done in huge research teams or big-ish research teams. And because you get a good result, your project becomes the pet project. Ooh. You were like the golden oh, boy. I you, was the golden boy. You got pet projects. I got pet projected. Ooh. Uh, can I just add, I forgot to add one more when I got my postdoc at Cambridge. Boo yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, Chris. Uh, Cameron, 
worst moment? So for me, I think the worst moments are the opposite of the best. So my best moments are always when you plan something that goes well and yeah. it works in the end. The, op- the worst moments for me are the times when I work towards a goal forever and then I finally realize that it's just not going to work. Mm. And so the main goal of my PhD was to create a water filter using carbon nanotubes. Yeah. And then maybe two and a half years in, I kind of resi- resigned myself to the fact that it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And so the yeah the few weeks of working really late uh, before that, uh, trying to get it to work were really just the worst time mm. for me. Mm. Um, but then luckily, well, not luckily, but then I you know I managed to convince the supervisors that I'd tried everything yep and that they they were happy for me to, to move, move on. on yeah oh that's good that's really you know, good. it's not you yeah. it's me mm. it's time to move on <laughs> very good practice that before mm. i've never broken up with anyone i've always been the one that was broken up with <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry not fair enough anyway <laughs> on not, to uh is not surprised <laughs> <laughs> on to my worst experiences so the one that stands out for me is a pretty recent one. I went for promotion in 2014. Oh, it's raw, Chris. Ooh, it's still still raw. got some pain, and I really felt after the so at that stage I'd been in my current job for six years, and I I really felt, and so did my boss at the same time, that this would really be a bit of a rubber stamp job. Yep. I just put the application in, and my record would speak for itself, and Tick I'd be boxes. promoted. Boom, boom, boom. Did not happen. Oh. Did not happen. Was Gibson. gutted. I have to say, I did spend quite a few months pre-resentful and upset about that. I did, I did. Uh, happy story though. Next year, I got, I did get promoted in 2015. Well done. But I have to say that was, I was pretty raw about that for quite a while. Can't deny it. (sighs) Andy, worst moment. My worst moment is the day I created a number of. Well, I created a situation where the AFM head was broken. The atomic force microscopy instrument, how much are they worth, Chris? They're like... Oh, a couple hundred grand in total. There's tiny little screws on the back of this bit of equipment, Mm -hmm. and I took the AFM head off, and I took it to the workshop, and I said to the workshop guy, I need a, a spanner to fit in that little hex head. And so I gave him the AFM head... And he got the spanner and he put it in. What he did is he continued to turn it Uh. and turn it and turn it until he broke something inside. So I only wanted him to give me the spanner and I would have been very gentle Uh. to fix it myself. Yeah. But he went, oh, yeah, look, that fits there. And I'll see if I can turn turn it. Turn, 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 turn. Turn, turn, turn. And I heard, ding, and something (laughs) drop on the floor. Ding, 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 ding. And if we turn it around and it, the mirror and shit was just smashed and it was like bits oh, were no. like dangly and stuff. And Whoa. he handed it back to me <laughs> and the spanner and went, oh, <laughs> and that was it. That was oh, it. I've got to be somewhere else. <laughs> no. So, so that was... That was- so you, is that the meanest you could be to someone? Just you didn't say thank you to them? <laughs> I I just I, I was in shock because I'm now going I like there's a load of people that need this this bit of equipment. We've got one backup that hasn't been used for centuries and 
I walk into my supervisor's office and she's at a desk and I go, oh good, you're sat down. <laughs> and I proceed to tell her and she she's so mad and she's like, it's probably best to call it a day today. <laughs> anyway, don't worry, got sent off, got fixed. But that so was She was my... blaming you. She bla- yeah, do you know what? Oh. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> saw rough. another person, I'm happy to name drop this, a guy called Rob Atkin. Mm-hmm. who's a little bit up himself and I'm happy to keep that in <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit up himself and I told him what happened and I explained the situation I said it's not my fault and he went well I, it certainly wasn't my fault oh, and nice I went one. what yeah exactly and I was like you, you went alright we need to lighten this up camera Shira give us your funniest Science moment. All right. So for me, the funniest moments are always related to just the people that I get to work with. Yeah, very good. Very good. I got a few pretty nice friends Mm. from just meeting them and talking to them in the lab. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I've got two moments here that I wanted to to speak about. So the first one was I was in the AFM, and then someone, some important person, was being shown around. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you know, this always happens. Some person comes and they, they got to see every building or every nice piece of instrument and then he's the AFM. And so when I was in there, someone was actually teaching me how to use the AFM at that same time. And uh, they were explaining to them the difference between the fast scan AFM, which we have, and the regular <laughs> AFM that we have. And so the fast scan, you're getting an image like every one second and then the, the normal AFM, you get an image every eight minutes. And so the nobody got time for that. So the story that that this person was using to explain the difference was that this normal AFM is like dial-up internet when you're trying to get a a porn pornographic image. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was that was a pretty funny moment. So thanks for that, Andy. That (laughs) was me. (laughs) I think that was the first day we'd met each other as well. Was it really? That's excellent. I'm so (laughs) pleased. That's brilliant. And then the the next story is also the. Related to the AFM, uh, and so here with the the guy who runs, who's running the instrument at this place I was working at, he's a bit old and he can't see that well. And so Poor the funniest, guy. the funniest thing that he sounds I, awesome that I see is that whenever he needs to do something a little bit fiddly, <laughs> he puts on this jeweler's hat. <laughs> so, uh, and so, Chris, I really appreciate it when you put on that jeweler's hat. He sounds like an awesome guy. I walk around the department with that thing on my head and I don't yeah. even realise it sometimes. Do you know, when I was in there recently with with the intern, he was like, oh, what's that? I said, oh, Chris uses it to get on cantilevers. And he looked at me and he, he like really seriously went, his eyesight must be very bad. <laughs> it's not as good as it used to be, that's oh, for sure. you're falling apart. I'm glad we both featured in that one. Yeah, good job. You're going to say something about me now anyway, so it'll be all right. Uh, (laughs) When I was a PhD student, I used to help demonstrate uh, computer workshops. (laughs) What? So there's there's a, there's a whole generation of scientists that have no idea about computers. <laughs> yeah. They were um they were doing programming in Pascal. Do you remember that? You wouldn't have nope. no idea. What? No. One of the very early programming languages. And so we had a, a workshop or a lab that 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 I was involved in. And I used to demonstrate that. Anyway, there was a bunch of students. We had thirty or forty students in each workshop, and the the computers were lined up in rows. And the students would sit down, and they'd put all their bags around each other. And I'd have to climb over the bags to help people at each computer station. 
And one day, unfortunately, I got my foot caught in one of the straps and I fell and headbutted a student. <laughs> Really, really hard. It was like, smack. (laughs) Everyone turned and looked. And I was like, and that was within the first three minutes of the workshop. The workshop went for four hours. (laughs) And so, and it was a girl too, of course, the poor thing. So, and I've got a really, really hard head. And um, she came off second best. But, But, I mean, she was all right. She could still function. During the workshop, she didn't get seriously injured or anything, mm. but it was really embarrassing. And looking back, really, really funny. <laughs> there you go. Boom. So I found it very hard to find a funny moment. What? I had to whittle it down to one moment that I went, oh, that's funny. That's the funniest. Okay. Because during my year abroad, I made a load of new friends and uh, it's because the people back home really hated me. (laughs) Here, I was the English guy. Um, The fun, drunk English man. Anyway, there was one room that all of the the honours students and the the year abroad students sat and it was just the honours room. A guy that I met there, he became a good friend and his name is Tim Jones. Dr. Jones. Mm -hmm. Dr. Timothy Jones. G'day, Tim. He's a lovely chap. He's still in Newcastle. He works for CSIRO. And one of the funniest moments is actually when he was doing his PhD. We took his... Uh, he, he left the room and he had his uh, PhD thesis um, up on, on, his, on his screen. And uh, I decided that I would do find all. And I found <laughs> all the ands, A-N-D... Yep. And I changed them to the good old Australian word, C-U-N-T. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it was funny for you. Not very funny for him. <laughs> now, this is a big document, so it took a while to find them all. <laughs> and I believe it actually changed. I ticked something and it changed in words as well. Oh. So if it was like... I would be so paranoid. Command, for example. <laughs> changed it to... Com- you get that. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, we checked most of it. Oh. But I'd like to think that his PhD is sat somewhere in the library and someone reads it in about 20 years' time and it's like, <laughs> I cannot believe this guy left these swear words in. Well, in some other universe somewhere in the multiverse, there's Tim Jones doing a podcast with some friends <laughs> and they're going through best and worst, worst and funniest <laughs> And that story is in his worst. (laughs) Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And today, the Science This topic from our forum, from our number one listener, is... Drumroll. Ping. Pornography. And... Oh, it seems so crass to do it. Yeah. But it's from the forum. Yeah. Oh, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I can Andy, see you're really Andy struggling with this. Andy does not want to do this. this. You, don't, you, just, Look, you, I, you hate this topic, don't I you, Andy? I hate anything that's rude. Yeah, he came with, a, mou- is, he came with a mountain of research in the form of jazz rude. mags. <laughs> <laughs> Rhythm mags. <laughs> I haven't seen a copy of Swank in years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? 
Who brought it? I brought something. I brought something. Or oh, I'll go bring, first. I'll right. go first. So, so pornography is kind of quite general. So I interpreted this as watching pornography. Okay, that's yep. the way I've interpreted it. We sometimes have a bit of wiggle room on how we interpret these, don't we? Yeah, I yeah. actually tried to find a definition of pornography, and it was very broad. Uh, okay, that's good. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Are you going to say it to us later? No. Okay. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is about watching pornography. So I guess you're trying to maximize the the self-gratification, I guess. Yeah. The the pleasure. Sorry. This is going to make people uncomfortable. This is going to be like the kissing episode that <laughs> yeah. people have to skip. Yeah. I, I apologize in advance for anyone imagining what I'm talking yeah. about. For those who know what Chris looks like. <laughs> Maybe just skip ahead. <laughs> and actually, the room's quite warm today, so I've actually got I'm a already, sweaty yeah, Gibson in front of me. I'm sweating profusely, people. First step, it's abstain for two or three days to enhance sensitivity of the organs. <laughs> Second is to begin the selection process. So selection process. <laughs> of what video that you shall watch so or, or clip or whatever. How do you, you do that? You open like 20 tabs. No, 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 you've got to be methodical about this. So, so first of all, we need our usual battery of instruments to monitor the human body. Okay. As we've mentioned before, we, so we need yeah. dilation of the pupil, sweat. You would, you would then watch a, a series of pornographic films or yep. clips. Sounds like terrible research. And then, and, and then uh, in between each clip, you'd probably need a 20 or 30 minute break to de-arouse uh, de arouse, <laughs> and then you would re arouse after you've you've calmed down, and then the instruments would tell you which one basically got you the most aroused, yeah. the most excited. Yep. Then you would select uh, that video, and then there's a number of different things you could do, right? So, uh, or you could actually. I like the way that this is going to be a tutorial. <laughs> so, so you could. The other thing you could do is you could watch it with with a partner. Yes. Right. So the third thing, so sorry, the 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 next thing to do, or well, the third thing would be to begin watching your pornographic uh, oh. film on a massive telly. Why? Well, just so it's just you because know, he wants to. It's just <laughs> visual sensation. Why? It's pouring into you. But why do I want to watch giants do it? <laughs> Well, you can stand back a long way, <laughs> <laughs> or you could watch it on a normal telly. Uh, you would have uh, plastic, but be really close, yeah. Um, and then a bed very nearby, so that once um, you finish, you can just uh, have a nap. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> or a little sleep? This is this is sciencing it. This is sciencing it. Well done, Gibbon. All right, thanks. Beautiful, Thank beautiful. You. All right, I'll that's, go next. That's a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, listeners. Trust me, just, well, this is going to be weird from everyone. <laughs> Andy, please I, bring bring uh, it back. Bring know. us back to normal, Andy. All right. <laughs> so, when you think of pornography, you may think of a solo activity, mm. a lone activity of sad Christopher Gibson. <laughs> but pornography can also be used by couples, <gasps> and I have found a paper. And it's uh, from Contemporary Family Therapy. It's been it was published December two thousand and sixteen, and the title is "Pornography and Couples: What Does the Research Tell Us?" Ooh, do you guys use pornography with your partner? Uh, no. Well, you experience higher relationship satisfaction levels and report more dedication towards your partner. Ooh. So there we are. So, in fact, first rule of Couples Pornography Club, 
don't don't do it. Use pornography. Interesting. Right? Mm. Okay. Then, um, these other people found that as males disclose the nature of their pornography use to their partners, that honesty helped lessen the loss of trust within the relationship. And the final bit of a of thing that I gleaned, a bit of information that I gleaned from this uh, paper is, it is not currently scientifically known what constitutes an excessive level of pornography use. Mm. There's no consensus. You need to get in touch with them. I Do will. they have a ballpark figure? No. Okay. There's no consensus at the moment. So, what I'm doing is I'm finding out the excessive level. <laughs> <laughs> You're filling that hole. <laughs> I'm sciencing it. <laughs> All right. Cameron. My turn. Okay, so I also looked up the definition of pornography. Ooh, good. And I got it as some kind of gratifying image or imagery. Hmm. And so, obviously, when you f- when you first think of pornography, you would be thinking of sexually explicit material. Yes. Uh, but also, there are like Reddit forums called Earth Porn, where uh, you would see yeah. a. Um, uh, nice photos of scenery, oh. for instance. Or there's, you know, sport porn where you see, like, good sporting things. So it's mm. kind of just whatever, like, I'm, so I'm using, I'm using that kind of definition of, like, a satisfying to look at image. Thinking yeah. outside the box. Yeah, so I myself, I mean, I like looking at cats, puppies, and the ocean. Um, so how do you combine those without drowning stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so my question that I want to answer... Yeah. For sizing pornography, is I want to create the most satisfying image. Oh, so like just image porn? I want to be like the one. So, yeah. like, so you want to be satisfied by looking at an image? You yeah. look mm-hmm. at this image. Yeah. That's what I want to create. Oh, good. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up like a lab mm. and then I will have. Um, a series of contestants or p- participants, is what, <laughs> what I say. And I will run them through a procedure. So the procedure will start like this. I will get a, uh, all of the images off the internet. All of the images off the internet? <laughs> I'll, get all, I'll get all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the image comes up. The, the participant is shown the image and they yeah. just have a question. Do you like this picture? Yes or no? Yeah. Uh-huh. If they say yes... It then says, what do you like about this picture? Yep. And then it's a touch screen, so you, you touch on it. So if there's a cat, uh, okay. you're touching you on touch you know, the, the cat. cat's butt, little button nose yeah. or that kind of His thing. His little jelly bean feet. Yeah. And, mm, so, and then it's just repeat, repeat, and repeat. And so it'd be good to have some kind of control group here with pretty similar tastes in yes. the picture. So well, who I'm going to employ are a series of Gibbo clones. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. 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 So I want a group of people with a similar mind and nothing better to do. So Gibbo clones are perfect for that. <laughs> I'm the one. Do it. Do it. So we're getting, uh, do you like this picture? What do you like about it? And yep. then it's just remembering like, what's a good picture? What are the good aspects of a good picture? And then the next, the next step after that is you get shown two pictures. Which picture do you prefer? Ooh. And you just go this one or that one. Yep. And then so we're, we're trying to kind of working out like firstly, what do people like? And then what do they prefer one yep. over the other? Cantilevers. And so eventually we're, we're using, you know, computer algorithm, working out these preferences. And then we're going to eventually begin to digitally combine a, components of a picture. So say if you like cats and whales, 
it will digitally create a picture a with a cat and a whale. No, not or, not or, some kind of weird monster. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. I'm or, thinking about just like merging them together. Not Frankenstein. Well, it. I mean, it just it will try that out. Yeah, and then it depends what the Gibbo clone says uh, whether that works or not for whatever's the most satisfying image. Yeah, and so this is repeated. Do you like it? What What do you like about it? You know, what do you like better? So on and so forth until the end where we finally spit out the most satisfying image. Perfect. Mm. Uh, that would be uh, SEM images of AFM cantilevers. Just saved a lot of research yeah. right there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use Andy clones. No, I'm not going to use Andy as always, music is provided by the excellent Adelaide-based band VoiceRom. Please check out all their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum, andymatter.net, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Cameron. You were just listening to Publish, Perish, or Podcast, brought to you by our future sponsor, Beauty Health Magazine. Common contributor, C.T. Gibson. Thank you. Yeah, very good, very good. Goodbye, everyone. Final farewells? Hang on. Is that a, fa- is that a farewell from <laughs> Mega Man? <laughs> that is, is, that's not my name. That's my gender pronoun. Yeah, from so, him. Yeah, from him. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. You're absolutely right, Andy. Final farewells. Bye-bye. Goodbye, all, and goodbye, Mega Man. Yeah, goodbye to everyone, especially Mega Man. Mega Man. Mega Man.